Discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your host, WGLS-FM Sports Director, Jack Miller. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM and also online, RowanRadio.com, Channel 2. Welcome, everyone. To this Wednesday edition of Offsides, I am your host, as Lee Kirshner said, WGLS Sports Director Jack Miller. We have a lot of sports to talk about, October sports, and in the midst of October, there's a lot of sports that are out and about currently. There's some getting started with hockey and basketball, football season is underway, and the MLB playoffs is currently happening. So there's a lot to talk about uh, with each other. My name's Jack Miller, and Across from me is Brett Miller, uh, my co-host for 10th Inning, but we're also here with Doc as well. So I got two fantastic guests for you guys to talk about everything you need to know about sports. And let's start with baseball, guys, because it's in the midst of postseason. And pretty much uh, the Rangers and the Phillies are both up 2-0 in their respective league championship series. And uh, it's been very one-sided throughout each series, uh, most of them have been within just just within a sweep, and or maybe just one game after a sweep. The only game that wasn't, or the only series that hasn't been a sweep so far yet, has been the Phillies and Braves, only going to four games instead of five, which is definitely interesting to think about. And a lot of teams, uh, or not teams, a lot of fans that are watching the MLB playoffs are calling this not very interesting. It's been as some people say, it's been very mid, Brett, because not not people, not a lot of people are intrigued about these playoffs, especially since there have been always one-sided, no matter who's facing who. When you look at it, Phillies, they're up 2-0. Rangers, they're up 2-0 as well. None of these are split going into Game 3, so this has definitely been very one-sided, no matter what the matchup has been. Yeah, I think I could definitely see how the neutral fan could see how it could be boring or one-sided. I mean, I've seen a lot of comments asking about a Cancun series update between the Dodgers and Braves. <laughs> it's hard when a lot of these big market teams get knocked out so early. I mean, it's cool to see these different teams like Arizona, Baltimore before they got knocked out. But, I mean, you lose massive fan bases in the Dodgers and Atlanta and stuff like that. Not even just that, though. It's just the fact that the 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 teams that are winning are the teams that are there's no really actual series there's no fight for yeah. this it's once one team wins they're running away with it mm-hmm. so doc just looking at the rangers and phillies both up 2-0 what do you think about these fans just kind of being kind of bored watching this because it's just very one-sided i get it in a sense that i kind of thought the same with the nba because the nba was in the recent year was actually was quote unquote boring. I mean, I don't find because I love the game, you know, I don't yeah. find it boring. And I definitely don't find MLB playoffs boring when my <laughs> team is up 2 0 and, and just beat yeah. a 104 win team in the Braves. But I, I, I guess I get it in a sense that to, to, how do you say it? To appeal to fans, you almost need always a winner go home game, at least one, two, and, and, and like three would be your perfect. And they, even if even if you can get a swing game like a in in the championship series, even if you get like a two two game five, like that's what fans want. But people want that that game clinching series where both teams' back are against the wall. Yeah, but the thing is, is I do find joy in the even if a team sweeps, but all those games are close. Like I look at what the Lakers Nuggets was last year in comparison. That's to me was an entertaining series, even though on paper it says four zero. It's that's not entertaining. But I think, like, I, I get it from because these games haven't been close really either. The best series so far has been Phillies Braves just because yeah. the excitement. I mean, the Phillies, honestly, are probably saving the playoff baseball enjoyment right now. And, and they're hoping that because this Rangers Astros series, I mean, I, I highly it anticipated sucks. it being like one of those series where you're like, you know, there's going to be a lot of trash talk. Because you remember in the regular season, I think we even talked about it in one of the summer offsides, those two teams beefing with each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, Astros won like two out of three, but that last game the Rangers won like ten nothing, and they were like, you know, yeah. strutting their stuff. So we'll see. But 
like I, I get the fan perspective of the neutral fan perspective like brett said of it's it's maybe not as good as you hope for but i also think they live in a reality where they think now everything is going to be like those those dream playoffs that we've had like a lot of a lot of nba fans i know always try to they want every nba finals to be like the 2016 nba finals like <laughs> yeah. that's just not gonna happen so my thing is though is let's keep in let's keep the conversation going with this texas rangers talk because i think it's Something that uh, that's very interesting because for me, my opinion is I think that the Astros are going to win two games at least in, in Texas mm-hmm. because I've mentioned this a ton on offsides. The Astros are statistically better on the road than at home, and it showed right there against the Texas Rangers, their AL West rival who they should have some competition against because they're division rivals, right? But since they're so good on the road, I think they're taking away – two games from Texas to one avoid a sweep and even getting eliminated in five games. And I think I think I mentioned this on, on tenth inning as well. I said mm-hmm. I think the Astros I think I said the Astros are gonna win in seven. But I now think that it's gonna be the Rangers win in seven simply because the Astros mm-hmm. have proven they can't win at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that this Rangers Astros series, Brett, is gonna go into a sweep because or even into five games because this it's it's a division rivalry. I mean, you saw the Braves take away one from uh, the Phillies in the NLDS, and I think that because another division rivalry is happening this time in the ALCS, it's going to be rather close than we think, even though the Rangers are already up too well. Yeah, uh, it could not have been worse for Houston, I guess. I mean, you lose, you drop two at home. Evaldi and Montgomery, they both look good. They strapped down that offense. Um... They had chances to win in game two. Bases oh, yeah. loaded, no outs. They just—they're just, they're just missing that last, that big hit or that big at bat. Jordan's been out of this world. He's been insane. But him and Harper, man, he can't say. They've just been like, enough, it's been like McGuire Sosa. But the but bottom of that been. order is so so bad. It's like it's killing Maldonado. them. Maldonado's a free he had out. What I believe game one he had bases loaded. Uh, two outs in like the fourth inning, so pretty big at bat. No, they pinch hit him in game two, and then they pin- yeah in game two mm-hmm. they pinch hit him. They learned their lesson, but he struck out anyway. That guy had like three strikeouts. Yeah. it was the rookie. I forget uh, his uh, name. Diaz. Yes, Yanier Diaz. P- I mean, of course, Pena has forgotten how to hit, even though he was a stud in last year's World Series season. MVP. Did he of course. win Championship Series MVP and World Series? Yeah, MVP? yep. He was mm-hmm. insane as a rookie. And but it's, it's been it's been a wild ride. It doesn't get Astros. easier though. They have Scherzer t- uh, tonight. No, yeah, they so go against Scherzer I tonight. How he'll look, man. I can't imagine. We've only great. seen what three starts. Do you think three? that? Do you think that it'll be a dominant start, Doc? I don't think it will be a bad start, but I don't think it will be a dominant start. Quality. I, I think he gets five. I, th- I don't think he gets the six inning mark because I think they take him out. They they are a little more cautious. I think he goes five innings, three earned runs allowed, and I. I think the Astros do win tonight, even though I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But like Javier, I think is is he maybe the true number one for the yeah. Astros. Yeah, and Javier, even Valdez have not been solid. Yeah, but Javier has declined this season. Something I wasn't expecting. I thought he was going to be one of the top pitchers wow. in this regular season. I thought he could have potentially been in the Cy Young conversation, mm-hmm. but obviously that no hitter in the World Series meant nothing. So with. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. So yeah, no, with because right. you have one of the best years of your life, and then you throw a no a no no in the World Series. That's something that's very promising to everybody. Wasn't that a swing game too? Oh yeah, it was game. It was game four. It was game four, and it tied the series at two piece. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't it? Was the game before? But it's still. That, I mean, that's in Philadelphia. Two two and three one is pretty big in Philadelphia. Yeah, and we all thought that the Astros were solid pitching wise, mm-hmm. and now that uh, we get into the playoffs, even looking at the regular season, Valdez and Javier have been not. Oh, Javier's been bad. Javier's been bad, and Valdez specif- uh, specifically, excuse me, in the playoffs have not been very good. Uh, no. He's oh, he has two losses, and his ERA is up in the five range. Yep. So he's not been. The guy that you would want to see. And in the playoffs last year, Valdez only gave up like four runs total. I know. That's insane. Like, how do you. My thing is, Brett, how do you decline like that when you're up so high? The 2022 Astros were debatably one of the best playoff teams we've ever seen. Yeah. And now your best, your one, two, three punch has gone to a one punch. 
who couldn't even get you a win in game one. So what? How do you decline like the like Valdez and Javier have? I mean, I get like they regressed to the mean. I guess it's all you can say. But retrospect, that team last year was so good that it's just hard to believe how many guys have regressed in the way that they have. You talk about Montero. The rest of that bullpen has not been as impressive as they were last year, and you combine that with the fact that they're not getting clutch hits. I mean, I don't know. I still think that they're going to drag this series to six. They're too talented, but they got a three in Texas. That's no easy. That's uh, a problem, man. It's almost, it almost feels like the road team has an advantage. Oh, yeah, series. for sure. Like, it, it not in the Phillies' Dimebacks because the Phillies won two, but there's almost more split. pressure. There's almost more pressure and you to win both games at home than there is on the road team to steal one now. Yeah. Exactly. And I want to point this out last year because the Phillies that was really took game. advantage of that when they were the sixth seed. And I was a little nervous for this mm-hmm. NLCS for them because this is the first time in the yeah. in the past, I guess, year that they have had advantage at home. It's the first time. And I was like, how is this going to go? Because yeah. we've started every series for with the first two on the road. Obviously, like we usually we Nola. just split... The first two games, we get game one, we take, and then we lose game two. But I'm like, all right, now we're at home. What are yeah. we gonna do now? Like, <laughs> this is this is something that I'm not used to. Like, we gotta we gotta somehow pull pull strings out of uh, every which way. But with uh, but yeah, I was thinking about that last year because the Phillies they just really took advantage when they were at home. But they had their last three games at home that they would win, or their last two, whatever series it may be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the World Series, a little different, but on their run, they just took advantage of every home game they had. And it seems like with these last two games for the, the I guess, the higher seed is in that back half with Game 6, Game 7. That's crucial, but if you can't even get there, that's even a bigger problem, Doc. Yeah, I mean, look, we saw the Phillies are literally the perfect example of that seven-game series because, yeah, they beat the Padres in five. But if Harper doesn't hit that home run, I'm a little bit more scared. Even though San Diego isn't a crazy atmosphere, we know that. But it's, it's <laughs> I'm still scared that they have to go away and now have to travel and now play two more games that isn't in their home park. And then same thing with the Astros uh, series in the World Series. I was, you know, you took game one and you're like, here we go. Uh, you know, all that's all you got to do. So all you got to do is Just take one. Split. And, yeah. and, and you have the advantage at home. And. And luckily, the Astro for the luckily for the Astros, they just were just a dominant pitching force in games four they got and it five. Together. Which, if they're not though, it's not an advantage, and that's something that's always kind of bothered me about MLB playoffs. Is I think they need to change it, but I think they love the format of where you know you treat it like a like regular season series, is where you go for two, then you go for three, then you go for two again instead of just one, one and one. Because yeah, the players aren't used to one, one, and one. But like in NBA, they are because you know that's just a regular schedule. You're only in the city for one night. Living out of a suitcase. Yeah. So so I do get both sides. But yeah, I mean, we saw in the Phillies Astros series that Phillies win Game Five, even even after Game Four was a dud. You know, they're just like that. They have a big advantage in, in the series and just have to win one in Houston. Brett, do you think they should change the playoffs for baseball? I to me, it's. It's been around for so long that I think you really can't. Yeah. But at the same time, everyone really is kind of complaining about it, specifically mm-hmm. with the first few series with how the Braves, the Dodgers, uh, the Orioles, they all couldn't make the the championship series because everyone's like, oh, they're the division leader or the division winner, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They should have – some of them should have at least been in the championship series. And only the Astros were the only ones to – uh, take that five game by week, I guess, or five like by stretch that they had to an advantage, and literally first pitch to Jose Altuve, who was the leadoff <laughs> batter in that game, hit a rocket in the left. So, do you think they change it at all? I was just gonna say how much I enjoy it, as weird as that may sound to some people, but what makes you enjoy it? I mean, well, it's easy to enjoy it as a Phillies fan because it's worked in your favor back to back years now, but. I think the whole argument against the buy is just so ridiculous. It's like a, it's what four days, five days for some teams. You get to set up your rotation. Every pitcher statistically is better on longer rest. Hitting wise, I get it a little bit. You're a little bit out of a routine, but like you said with Altuve, first pitch, had no trouble with that. Hit it into the Crawford box. Um, I don't know. I I think the three games on 
for the road team being at home is is a little bit up for debate. That'd probably be the biggest thing, but I think I still am a fan of it. I like the third wild card team as well. So you were pondering changing it, Doc. Do you have an mm. answer now of if you would want to change it? And if so, how would you change it just to benefit everybody? See, this is tough. I think I wouldn't change like the buy that we're talking about. I, again, the only thing I, I want to talk about is is the, the, the two, three, and, and two. And I almost – is it weird to say would three, 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 would three, three, one work better? Like where you have two series is basically what they're used to, a th- two, three game sets. One's yeah. home, one's away. It's like just like the regular season. And then you, if it goes to seven, That's you tough. go back to the original. But that might also be an issue because in the sense three that or two the, home, the home team, wouldn't you want to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not, they, you're not closing it out at home. What if they let you decide what games you wanted to be home? What, like with the teams? Yeah. So you have like complete you, advantage. You would ask, like say. So no one's mad. Yeah. So say the Phillies make the World Series, and I think they have. It above what the Astros? No, it, they have it against uh, they have it against the Rangers. So, so they would originally be home for games one and two, but With Texas. But you, instead of that, you would ask the Phillies, "Would you rather be home for the first? Which they would always pick that because it's four versus three. At the same time, like I want to, I want to know how many teams would take that. Yeah, that would get you to the root set. of the two three yeah. two problem. I think it at least it could at least make up for teams complaining about it because you chose that way you know mlb mm-hmm. what would you what you can't say anything you you you, you picked that <laughs> like you, you picked me yeah. home first. we also haven't heard players complain about the buy strider came out and owned out to it saying that he didn't think it was an issue so i really don't think from that buy is just it, it's, i don't think it's a big deal because at the same time look baseball's a long season and it's nice to get that recovery and Baseball isn't like you're not regressing. In baseball four isn't days. like football where you kind of like you have to hit someone and you got to be like reminded that you have to hit someone like that first play that like divisional game when you had the bye. But even then, it's not a problem because you know they're NFL athletes. But I think it's it's mostly a fan excuse, not the players. I think it's just look that bye week. It doesn't really it helps you because they got to play those games where they got to see if, uh, if Max Fried was okay to pitch. Um, mm-hmm. You get to study more too. Like you know how important like studying, yeah, like film is yeah. for pitchers. Like uh, you know you you get to know what they throw first. Like I'm sure when the Phillies Phillies had a long time off before they faced the Astros and they seemed like they were swinging first pitch a lot in those because they were studying them. Well, they do swing first pitch a lot in yeah. general, but still. Not, and did you see the Braves? Remember the Braves when they were here? They were swinging first pitch a lot against, like, well, Nola. And mm-hmm. I was like, they definitely, like, saw something that just didn't work. Not yeah. to mention you get two starts from your number one guy going up against the team's number three because figure they play a two-game, a three-game wild card. The team wins two. Yeah, yeah you and have, the Braves are home. So they got two Strider-Suarez matchups and lost them both. Yeah. So it's not really that big of an issue as we're making it. It's, it's honestly, as you said, Doc, it's a fan excuse because they're they're losing. But these these aces that get five days off plus. So like, let's think about it this way. I I'm not sure when Strider pitched last. I'm not gonna look it up. I don't feel like it. <laughs> so let's before like the playoffs is what I'm mentioning. Let's say he took the same. He pitched the same day Nola did. Right. Nola obviously had a start against Miami. And then Nola came back later in that series. Mm-hmm. Let's say Strider took that same day off. That means he has more rest by, oh, I would say he had like a week and a half rest for that for that game. That's insane. Like the fact that he was able to rest that much and still doesn't matter. The Braves scored zero, but Strider did his job. He gave up three, which isn't bad. Historic See, offense. offense. See, that's the thing. I also think another thing is that. When you do not, when you don't have the buy and you play in a wild card, is you kind of feel what playoff baseball is like. And I think even if you played in the year prior, I still think you that it's a good warm up. Obviously, I'd rather have the buy, but mm-hmm. like I think it's a good warm up to be like, okay, this is playoff baseball. Everyone's got rally towels. Like we know how loud it is with the old pitch. And I think just when you clinch as a team, like you clinch like a postseason berth, those rest of the weeks are kind of just like, all right, let's get through it. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's game that one. might be it's a bigger issue game. than the buy itself. See, I, yeah, I think that's what it is because the Braves had two weeks off and they were just like throwing, they were just whatever. <laughs> like they were like dropping games like the Rockies because you know they they clinch. Like I'm not saying like that's because they suck, but 
it's because they clinched it. They were just, you know, taking it like all teams do. And I think it's almost a problem when you do that because all of a sudden you're doing nothing for two and a half weeks. And then, boom, it's game one. It's 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 time to go ball. But And maybe the wild card is like a good introduction because I think we did see in the wild card that like there wasn't very early offense in the wild card games. No. I, I feel like I remember them all being like zero zero in like the fifth inning. Like like <laughs> yeah. that those type of games. So I think maybe that's what you can complain about. But that's on you. That's not on the well, format. To be fair though, it is also the ace that is pitching. So it's not it, it yeah. might not be a lack of playing or whatever. Mm. It's just a greatness of pitching that's been happened that just happened yeah. on the diamond. So you never know um what the actual situation is because Stuff's going to get hidden from us all the time. So, um, But we're going to take a quick step off here on offsides. When we return, we're going to uh, dive more into the Philly situation as we got into the Rangers and then pretty much the broadness of, the, of Major League Baseball. Uh, we're going to talk about the Phillies after the break, and then we're also going to mention some NBA Sixers news as well as some fantasy football potentially, and then we might get into an immaculate grid here. So you're listening to Offsides here on RomeRadio.com Channel 2. We'll be right back. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Tune in to Rowan Radio for a community affair with me, WGLS-FM Assistant News Director Riley Adams. Each week, I'll discuss with local and national newsmakers topics that affect you and our community. Get a closer look at these important issues from the people who know them best. That's a community affair the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Also online at rowanradio.com. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM, also online, RowanRadio.com, Channel 2. Welcome back, everyone, to Offsides. We were just talking about the MLB playoffs as well as the uh, just the broadness of MLB, and then we also dove in a little bit to the Rangers and Astros series. My name's Jack Miller, your host of this Wednesday edition of Offsides. Across from me is two fine gentlemen, Aiden Doc and Brett Miller. Uh, Brett Miller and I, we co-host 10th Inning, but he is today one of our guests here, and Doc, a common guest on every podcast that we produce here. Yeah. Appreciate Beast. you guys coming on this Wednesday <laughs> edition of Offsides. As, uh, it's been a little stray here every once in a while because there's some soccer games, but we have a soccer game tonight, and we still got Offsides guests, so it's great to have you guys Let's on go. today's episode. We want to dive into a little bit of the Phillies mm-hmm. right after the break, so... Let's talk about them. They're up 2-0 against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and now they go to Arizona uh, to have three straight games on the road. And it's going to be a little interesting since the Phillies just shut out and pretty much manhandled the Diamondbacks in Game 2, winning 10-0 to with only a spare amount of hits. And these guys on the Diamondbacks pretty much gave up once eighth inning came around. I mean... You guys, you, there was a guy that came in. I don't even remember his name. His, his he was batting like one. What was it? I think it was like one thirty, maybe one forty nine, <laughs> into that game. And he and he's just getting thrown into a playoff game, and he's only played like forty games in the season. That's insane. Like they just immediately gave up. I mean, obviously, I understand why you want to keep your guys, your best players, healthy, but they just gave up in that game. And Doc, in all honesty, in that game, there was no life in the Diamondbacks. Is there any more life from the Diamondbacks in this series? Because you're down too low. You're granted you are going back home, which is nice for them, but the dominant pitching and the one-two punch of Wheeler and Nola really just killed you in two games. Yeah. So typically, I would say that they have something to give them a, a bounce back to. But the problem is, is look, see, I, I mentioned this uh, after the Braves game too with the Phillies that you know. Everyone's like, oh, the Braves have momentum now. I'm like, no, once you step in that ballpark, 
the momentum it's momentum's in Philly's favor. But yeah. at the same I don't know if the D backs have that power in our ballpark because I also think a lot of Phillies fans will be there because we do see a lot of Phillies uh, travel, tra- not just travel, but in just Arizona in general because the Cardinals Eagles game last year was all Eagles. And it's, yeah, it was. that's just where helps you know, when it's, it's $20. It's, for it's, tickets. <laughs> it's like Arizona and Florida, like the two areas where you'll see a lot of <laughs> Philadelphia fans that are actually residents in that area and they're not just traveling. So I think it might not be an advantage for them at all. And I, I, so I don't think they have anything going to answer your question, really. I think it's just their life. They're going to have to find it in that clubhouse. They can't walk out of that dugout and hope the fans give them that life because I just don't think they'll be able to get that life. Even in the Dodgers series, I didn't watch that game, sadly, because it happened at night and, you know, we're all busy here at college, as college kids. But it didn't feel like it was what game loud. Three? Game like, three? Game three of that series. Sadly, they only did have one home game to judge. I watched. I, I wasn't able to catch it. But. I watched the end of it, and there was a lot of Dodger fans. Yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. I of mean, Dodger that fans. is expected. No, yes, but I'm time, talking about like atmosphere. A long time. I, yeah. Yeah. Like we could have played the Yankees last year. They weren't taking over at all. Like yeah. they they were trying to find an Arizona Diamondback fan in Philly. Um, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't find one. They legit couldn't. That's find actually one. insane because I see some of the na- like I'll go to a random game and you'll see some of the nastiest teams fans. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I went to the uh, the Padres game where they went to twelve innings and there was a whole section of Padres fans. I was fuming. I was like, oh, we better win. Like, Yo, yeah, dude, when we went, me and Brett went, got to go to a game, sitting in, you know, nosebleeds, watch, watch <laughs> the, it the psycho the, watching it with the fireworks people at the top of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, there, there was a lot of Orioles Oriole fans. fans. On like a Wednesday night. I, it, 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 like, they couldn't find one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, could they couldn't find one. They couldn't Not find one. one. See, Diamondbacks are one of those franchises where when they were bad, you were just like, yeah, like they're one of the To worst. be fair, they are a new team. They are. Relatively, yeah. So like, like, and Think about raise. it this way. Let's say that wild card series for Philly and Miami was in Miami. Mm-hmm. How would that how would that atmosphere be? I think it would be a lot of Philly fans. Yeah, there. Okay. I th- everyone would be like, oh, that crowd was so loud. Yeah, for Philly's favor. Yeah, That's why. So, um, but, I, Brett, I want to ask you this. Um, and it's a very simple question. Um, did Matt Merrill – not Matt. I keep, say, I keep saying Matt Merrill. It's Merrill Kelly. Merrill Matt Merrill Kelly. from the freaking Blue Rocks, <laughs> I keep thinking. Merrill <laughs> Kelly. Did Merrill Kelly speak too early about the Philly fans last night? Um, I think he was trying to – my best guess is why he would do it. Maybe to fire up his guys to show them, like, look, I'm not real too concerned about it. We shouldn't take it too much into account. Just go play baseball. But I don't know. I don't think they're just – they're just not talented enough. As harsh as that may sound, I mean, Tommy Pham batting third on an NLCS roster. Yeah, that is – Take that, is that with what you will. I saw – I heard <laughs> – I heard they hit six balls out of the infield the entire night. Wow. wow. Six. That's – I was – I, I remember they had, that. like, back-to-back ones, too, that I was like – Six to, like, times a baseball reached a Phillies outfielder last night. That's so sad. That is that – is National League that Championship Series. Everything. Outs, hits. Wow. That 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 is pretty like that. what? Yikes! So I mean, <laughs> to go back to your question though, I think he was just trying to fire up that clubhouse. I saw the manager try and downplay it too, saying, "Oh, we've practiced for this, we've been prepared." But I don't get how you practice for potentially one hundred eleven decibels. Yeah, there's can, nothing you, you can, can do. Like yeah, you can put in like you're playing at music an, an ACDC loud, concert. Like, you're playing at an ACDC concert. It's just not concert. the same because that music isn't, you know, making some good, uh, you know jokes about you you know because like, they're creative they're, they're creative i remember when i went to a phillies nationals game when harper was in right field and i was like wow yeah. they they like jason, research i was there <laughs> when <laughs> jason worth was out there they were like worthless <laughs> like they like it's just because the fan base is so like not knowledgeable but they're aware like they know baseball yeah so they know all the clever chirps and stuff like that i saw a video of rojas catching the ball off of acuna and it's this kid out in left field, like recording him catch it, and they're out there yelling like "room, room, room!" <laughs> like it's they just like always cl- every clever. time, every time that there's a ball in uh, in play that's a pop fly, and it's by and a Philly pops it up, you will hear everyone in the crowd, and you'll hear it on TV too. You can't understand it, but you'll be like, "Why is the crowd roaring?" They're screaming, "I got it!" Because they're trying to fool the player that a teammate is coming behind they're them. They're sick, man. I love they, it. They know, they know ball. They don't know just baseball stats. 
they know how baseball is played That's because what I'm saying. they know that people will say, I got it, or me, or whatever. And people will just yell that as as someone's worked coming last night. in. It worked last night. I mean, when you're when you looked at game three of the NLDS, you had everyone chanting, We want Strider, right? Then everyone in game four screaming, Spencer. <laughs> Spencer, my favorite was the or elder even one. Strider. Elder. It would, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. one was lo- that was loud. Yeah, and then people are all yeah. And you were there. Yeah, you you heard it. And yeah. the thing is, is with um with Strider, it was also with Strider. Same thing, right? Gallon got the same treatment. Merrill got the same treatment. Ozuna got it pretty bad. Oh, Ozuna always gets it. He gets the. I, I can't. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but he they, he gets called the acronym every time. Yeah. And if you know the acronym, you know the acronym. If you know, you know. But um. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. it's it's just not. It, it's you can't prepare for that. You just have to. You gotta wing it. Like really, like you have to wing it when you go into Philly and you're the opposing team. When you're the Phillies, you ride with it. It's it's like it's like the saying with the Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride. That's Philly's country, let's ride. That's how it is because with that <laughs> fan base, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. And the Phillies just when it comes to their fan base, it's all about passion. A lot of people don't understand that. It's a lot of passion, and people are like, oh, these guys are like I don't I can't even say that word. Like I got <laughs> like they're these guys are jerks, right? And yeah. There, and it's a lot of passion, and people don't realize the the amount of good aura that these Phillies fans have, Doc, because Phillies fans are just there, and they're always making themselves known, but they're very passionate yeah. about their team. I mean, that's that's what you get when, you know, people talk about, oh, you guys are bad fans. Like, you know, they're just, they're, they're just passionate. And, yes, there's, there's bad fans. I mean, there's going to be bad Diamondbacks fans yeah. in Arizona. Like, that's just – Look, man, if you need a reality check, not everyone's a good person. (laughs) In case you didn't know that already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, it's just everyone that is not surrounded by Philly thinks that everyone's a bad person. It's just a la- it's just a lazy narrative that will will always have life to it because Philadelphia's fully embraced it and it's just not going to go away. It's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, like It's like whatever. You could say we're awful fans like, all right, man. They care. Everyone loves playing here. Yeah. Even Ben Simmons came out over the summer and said he loved playing for Philadelphia. Yeah. It's because they got their guys back regardless. I mean, Mm -hmm. they just want – they want to see the players succeed. Sometimes the players don't view it like that, and then that's where it becomes a bit of an issue. Because we see it as if we sign you, right, then we want you to play for the amount that you're worth, right? And even if it's a little amount of money, we still are like, all right, you got paid, I don't know, $5 million, right? That's which is pretty low. I don't even know if that's the rookie minimum wage. But <laughs> the thing is, is uh, they're always like, "All right, play up to your five million dollar worth. Play up to Trey Turner's eleven year, three hundred million dollar worth. Bryce Harper, pay up to or play up to your. I think it was what twelve years, thirteen years, thirteen three thirty, three thirty. Never forget that. <laughs> so they, they want us. They want them, the players to live up to the money that they're worth and but we always as you said brett always want we always want to see them succeed no matter if you're doing bad i mean look at look at what we did to trey turner Mm -hmm. we gave him a standing ovation for not playing his best we were were like we have full support right because we knew we had to deal with him for 10 years right and (laughs) with that right we brought him up and he's doing fantastic things towards the end of the season, pushed us to that wild card spot, also pushing pushing us through this MLB postseason. And, Brett, you even in 10th inning said that, or I th- it was either you or maybe it was you, Doc, someone said that Trey Turner could potentially be the NLCS MVP. And at this point, he has a running spot for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, he's been – he's really turned it around. It's just what they needed. I remember at the trade deadline – I was like, like they need to go out and get a bat. Like they, this offense like has holes in it. And then for Trey Turner. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you get Harper back midseason, so you count that as like an acquisition. But <laughs> you, they, they, Dombrowski knew that this team was way more, was way talented, was talented enough to get to this spot. And we always hear all year how they're built for October, and they've proved it to us this year again. I mean, they've definitely proved me wrong. Cause I, I just love it, man. 
you just you can't not love this team. You just see exactly. look, you see the crowd come alive. You see even the common fan loves the just the fan base. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it, you know how much love this team is. Is that the a Philadelphia team is not? I'm not going to say America's team because I don't like that phrase. But a lot of people do like the Phillies that are Phillies. Yeah. It's the team to it's join. Fun. It's the team like to all, join. They're all fun. They all, fun. They're all like friends, man. It's just like it, it almost makes you think that as like I guess you could call us quote unquote analysts like talking on podcasts, but mm-hmm. it almost makes you think like are we, like you're just overthinking it sometimes. Sometimes look, man, all you need is just just five. Just like, five. like that's literally all you need and sometimes. The, with the city of brotherly love, right? I, I will never forget this because it was one of my favorite days that I've lived is when the Phillies beat the Braves last year in game four in the NLDS. I was there. You were there too. I was there, my yeah. Christmas. Man. And <laughs> I wasn't even there, dog. I was in tears. <laughs> and the thing is with that was the Phillies won. They were moving on to the NLCS for the first time since I think it was 2010, right? Mm-hmm. Too long. Yeah, too long. And um, I remember – um, my dad and I screaming, and I remember throughout the entire game we made a friendship with the usher, and when when they won, the usher came up to us, ran up to us, and hugged us. Wow! Like that's, that's I hugged an usher as well. That like that is love right there. Like we love anyone that works there. We love people that are fans with us. Mm-hmm. Even if you are a fan of the other team, I honestly think that. If I make you jokes just, with other fans all the time. You make jokes, right? But sometimes, unless you are a jerk, and that's the nicest word I can put out there, <laughs> is <laughs> unless you're a jerk, then people are going to say or going to think or going to actually just like the person you are. If you're not like if you're just not a jerk, then you're you're fine, right? But people mm-hmm. just put a bad rep in our names because the people that are fans of different teams always are like Oh well, if they're this passionate or whatever they think, we also have to be someone like we have to try and act better than them, you know. And that turns them into mm. not a good person to a Philly fan, and then Philly just attacks them just <laughs> by any means necessary at this point. But Philly fans, just let's go towards the Sixers now because at this point, with the Sixers, there's going to be a lot of boos at oh, Wells Fargo Center. I didn't even think of that. They're going to boo. Um, the absolute crap out of James Harden now. Yeah, because he skipped practice today and was reportedly found, not found, but was spotted in Houston. But he skipped practice to go back to Houston. Not the Rockets, but oh. just to Houston in yeah, general, right? I, honestly, Dude. I have probably I, a lot to say about it because... I mean, he likes I, he likes Houston a little too much. We'll put it that way. So. <laughs> it is it is his home in a sense that he played there for a long time. He, you can say he grew up there. You know, he was just what twenty one when he got there, yeah. and you know now he's or no, he's a little older. But you know now he's you know growing. That's kind of his home. But but like besides that, look, man, it's just tough because there's a lot of things going behind the scenes. And honestly, I just hope they got cameras back there because this documentary would go crazy because. <laughs> Look, I I've been on both sides, and and I see it from both because I'm a Sixers fan, so I obviously want the Sixers to improve. I was a Harden fan, and I always like player empowerment. I think the players I'm still a Harden fan. Yeah, I still am a Harden fan because I was a Harden fan when he was in Houston, not when he was with the Sixers. Well, obviously I was a fan when he was with the Sixers, but look, there's a lot of fishy stuff going on with with the was he guaranteed a contract when he opted out and took less money the next summer? Uh, you know, Daryl Moore is a liar. I'll never play for him again. You know, we all know that. The famous line he said over there in China. And now I almost think he – they told him – I could see a side where maybe they told him, hey, just show up, be calm, we'll, we'll work through this. And we're about to, they're about to play a game in a week. Yeah. And and nothing is resolved. He agreed so to play on Friday. It's like too. it's like what's going on behind the scenes. That 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 might never have happened where they just told him to like just show up. We'll, we'll try to resolve it. But and, and that's a tough thing because it, look, it's it's tough for him honestly because he's going against the front office. But he doesn't he like he says he loves Nick Nurse. He obviously likes all of his teammates. He loves like even even the Danny Greens of the world. They just signed he, like PJ Tucker is one of his good friends. Embiid obviously they have a good relationship. He's in a tough spot as well. And I don't know what's going to come next. Like honestly, I was stunned by the news today that I was I thought it was going to go smoothly. But I almost think that's that's what he has to do if he wants to show Daryl Morey that. 
you know, instead of the basic, okay, I'll hold out and, you know, you just do something with me. He's, I'm showing up, then I'm holding out, then I'll show up again, and then maybe I'll hold out again. And it, it almost makes it tough for the Sixers where they're in a toxic workplace of, not toxic because there's nothing going on on court with the players and, and the coaching, but it's almost like, if you're Nick Nurse, you know Harden's gone by the deadline. Why are you in training camp getting Harden reps instead of getting maxi reps? Like, And that's kind of what's happening because Harden hasn't really gotten – they said he hasn't even been really participating in the scrimmages for the team. And I think that's almost like Nick Nurse's thinking is he's going to be gone by the deadline probably. Why would I – instead of letting Maxi run my offense for now because he will run it because Harden's not going to be here. Like it's both sides, it's fishy. I don't know whose side I'm on. I'm not on really a side. I think they're both in the wrong, and I think they're both in the right. And I think it was just completely misplayed by Daryl. Like even if you wanted James Harden to come back, uh, you didn't want him to come back. Like if he was guaranteed a contract, even though that's just the way the world works, man. Is it's not always there. But Maury and Harden, I thought they were like I was getting ready for Harden's like Hall of Fame speech with Maury, you know, maybe even introducing him, like you know how Allen Iverson introduced Dwayne Wade. Like, it's just it's honestly kind of sad to see that happen because I obviously don't want his Sixers tenure to end like this because I think he had some good good mo because some great moments here and look it's it's gonna be resolved. I'm honestly all for trading him. I'm I'm all in on the Sixers plan of get that cap space next summer. You know, you get a first. First round pick or two, and you know maybe they throw in Terrence Mann finally, who seems to be untouchable. You know he just turned twenty seven today, and he's a role player. But <laughs> why? <laughs> but like that's that's the plan I want the Sixers to do. But it's like he it, it creates such a weird environment that the trade market's not there. It's almost like what Dame did with the Heat, saying, you know, the Portland Trailblazers are saying, I don't want to, I'm not sending him the Heat because <laughs> like, his yeah. his his market's not that good. Like the, the, I mean, their offer's not that good. So look, I. It's just it's an ugly situation to, to say the least. Brett, what is your whole thought on the whole James Harden situation? I think Doc gave a good perspective on the player, so I'll, I'll take I'll I guess I'll explain my side for the team. You pl- like he previously mentioned, you play a game in a week. Like what what are you gonna do with him? Are you gonna run him out there with the wands and focal point your offense around him and Embiid? Like <laughs> against, you would. Uh, by the way, against first games against the uh, Damian Lillard in Milwaukee, of course. Like like me bucks. I said bucks. <laughs> wow. Like as a Sixers fan, because I am a Harden fan. I've always loved Harden. I love when he was here. It's gonna be sad the way this is gonna end. But as a Sixers fan, I'm losing count of the amount of times that they have just screwed things. You got Elton Brand, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz. It's just, it's me. like me. as as happy as I am with the Phillies and Eagles. I, then I remember that I'm a Sixers fan, and <sighs> they just can't get out of the second round. It's, I don't know. You finally get a good coach who the players seem to like. I mean, you see how they're too late. It's just it, it, they messed up everything from top to bottom. I mean, I could go on a whole hour podcast just talking about how the Sixers ruined my life. You're like, in the finals if you have. <laughs> If Nick Nurse is your and coach, one first episode. <laughs> we, we should just rip off the. Oh, the first time I was happy with the Sixers executive like decision. I was happy when they got Maury because Elton Brandon was ruined the whole franchise in one year. The first time I was happy is when they they hired Nick Nurse, and I was like, "Wow, we're gonna do." If you this have Nick Nurse last later, year, you probably go to the finals. Month later, month later, James Harden stuff starts happening. Like, <laughs> it's just you can't make it up. You probably go to the finals. One last step year. forward, two steps back. Exactly. It's just but so they they luckily stay at the top because they have Joel Embiid and they have still good good role players like Maxi, who they they lucked into. They mm-hmm. the Maxi Maxi falling to twenty one. Maxi falling to twenty one should have gotten at least a GM fired. COVID. Be, what? That's the only way. Because if he would have yeah. played in that tournament, he's going in the top fifteen. When he was there at twenty one, I was I was I was wondering what every other GM saw that but, I didn't. But look, that's just they, they get lucky. They got lucky a couple times. And Bede was an injury prone center and he turned into an MVP player. Your second best player right now, not named Harden and Maxi, lucked into you at twenty one. You tagged for five years. They haven't signed anybody. You hired Brett Brown, who was not a great coach. I love Brett Brown to death, though, and, and I wish him all the best. Doc Rivers, one of the worst coaches in NBA history. I don't care how many wins he has that he won the title in 2008. It, it, from 2018 to now, he had maybe one of the worst five-year stretches I've ever seen from a head coach in adapting to the new game, you could call it, in this you know the Steph Curry three-point shot era. 
It, it really didn't have anything to do with the three-point shot error, but it was just he would use the same old tactics that he used with when the NBA was, you know. Evolving. Yeah, when the NBA was like two centers were, were, yeah. were playing together. My biggest thing is now is with Harden, Harden getting traded, and if the thing you want is Terrence Mann, who, like we said, is a role player, how are you going to get Embiid to buy into another year of, like, look, Harden's going to be gone. We're not winning a championship this year, so we're going to turn it to next year. Nurse, He's another year older now. Nurse and Max are the only reason. How do you get – how do you expect – and, like, how do you expect Joel to just buy into another year of, look, probably getting bounced in the second round again this year? Mm-hmm. We'll go after it this year. You haven't signed a successful free agent ever. Tobias Harris was your biggest free agent signing. All you've, you've had to go out here and trade and, and – Blow away draft capital. Not to mention, Joel goes after this year, which I wouldn't be mad at at this point. You mm-hmm. have no draft capital because you sent it all to Brooklyn. I'm almost rooting because, honestly, it, it's actually— You're screwed now it's, and, it's and later. practice what they've done to a franchise player. Because you look around the league, what, what, what people do for LeBron, what, what people do for— what the Nuggets did for Jokic, getting Ugh. all like perfectly it built. It gets me so with, mad. With a good coach and— and you you see what the how the Celtics build their team. They're always aggressive. It's not the Celtics, rocket science. The Sixers make the conference finals last year and lose. They're probably sitting on their hands, like happy they made it. Celtics, no, they made the finals. They got they went and got Mac, Malcolm Brogdon last year. They lo- they lost in the conference finals in seven. And you're like, oh, you're right there. Porzingis. So that means that they go get Porzingis. They go get Holiday. Like Sixers just sit on their hands in, in a sense that. And then when they do make that jump move, they made one good jump move in Jimmy Butler. What did they do? They messed it up. Oh, you let him walk later. the next year. You just you, you. I can't even. Oh my god, I forgot. I forgot about the Sixers honestly because the <laughs> Phillies have had me so high up. I forgot how how infuriated I get when I think about them as an organization. They messed up. I think ninety percent of the moves since they drafted Joel Embiid, and and it's actually, it's if you look at some of them, you're like, how did you get that unlucky? I guess you can say in a sense that. You lucked – look, MB was not – you didn't think he was going to be an MVP caliber player. You thought he was going to be like, you know, your your lob threat, one of the best He's defenders He's done everything you've asked of He's him. Done, dude, He's he, developed a three-point shot. He can <laughs> dribble. He's hitting Dirk fades. All because you had this bum of a point guard that couldn't shoot a basketball, and you drafted him first overall. You you made your seven two center <laughs> tapped into it like a He's KD. A wing. He's you made a wing. him play wing, and that still was oh my god! I gotta stop. I, I can't. All right, there's a lot of emotion right now. So we'll get to it when the season starts. When the season starts, you guys can talk about it on in one. Yeah, there but we go. let's let's all take a deep breath, right? Yep. We're deep good. breath in. All right, well, let's get into what uh, I wanted to really get into today. We're bringing back the Immaculate Grid because oh, we haven't man. done it in a long time here on Offsides. Uh, a lot of our summer Offsides uh, consisted of the viral at the time. Can we talk Immaculate about the Embiid Sketchers, though? <laughs> you want to talk about it for a quick minute? Just like one minute right, because right, it's, ahead, it's honestly hilarious that— We're going to take another deep breath after this. Okay? You, should, <laughs> you should see when I was in class today— and I saw the Shams. Oh, it was like NBA star. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, like you know you get scared. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like Embiid signs with, and I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be cool. Sketchers. <laughs> and, like, with all due respect to Sketchers, and I think that it might honestly – he could probably make it look cool because, again, it's their first time doing out and outreach into sports in a sense. I think it could be cool. They have a soccer cleat, too. Yeah, and I think it could be cool. And I also think it's going to be like – look, Sketchers, from what I hear, they're comfortable – and look, all I care about is if Embiid, because we all know how important shoes are when it comes to playing sports. I mean, we all played sports. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure we all have our favorite basketball shoes, our favorite cleats, stuff like that. Shout and, out James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, and, and we all and we all probably saw what's happened to Zion at Duke with the, with his shoe. Yeah, PG. so so I I'm just like, look, if Skechers can make a very good basketball shoe, and Embiid's like. You know, he feels light on his knees. Like, like, bro, Skechers is my hero. You know, <laughs> like, like, like Skechers. I will be buying the the light up and bead ones. Where oh, we'll be we'll be hooping man. and you know my okay. shoes are lighting up. But I th- I think it's I don't know you guys quick thoughts on it. But I, th- I think I'll, I think it could be cool. But it, it's it's interesting. I'll, I'll put in my thought real quick. My thing with Embiid signing with Skechers is a little interesting, simply because the common basketball fan is our age yeah and sketchers um i would say their target audience is younger kids and, m- and men that have back problems 
Or knee problems. Boomer's going to love it. Yeah, this, is a, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction, but my problem is is that no one that that watches basketball, which are middle-aged people, middle-aged specifically guys, yeah. like more likely, is not going to wear a Skechers brand shoe on a basketball court because of legitimately the name Skechers. That's the only problem. Skechers mm-hmm. is not basketball, right? When you think of... when. Before Embiid signed, right? Let's yeah. say yesterday, right? Yeah. If I said Skechers to you, what's the first thing you're thinking of? <laughs> like me at five years old. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You at five years old. But now today I'm thinking about me in eight months <laughs> wearing all the Embiid Skechers shoes. Exactly. It's crazy how, how fast the world can change. Yeah. Exactly. In just a split second with one change of the news, that's that's what's crazy about Look, what we do for a living. Because... Look, man. Nike and Jordan. They, Nike wasn't a, like a bad, bad, Nike had no basketball. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying well, I'm not saying, you, saying Skechers is gonna become shoe? Nike. Oh god, is is Embiid Michael? I'm just saying. Is Last Embiid, dance with Embiid's, Harden. Embiid's impact. Oh dude, Embiid, we're gonna make it remake the movie. What was it called? Air, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna re- remake that. Right, it's right. gonna be Sketch. Well, now we're going <laughs> a little bit off the walls here because we're, our minds are going. We're getting excited. We're getting excited for what's next. Deep breath. All right. Good stuff, guys. You guys use your nose and your mouth. Good stuff. <laughs> so that's the proper way to do it, right? Because you guys right. need to clear that, get that oxygen in your brain. I get that right? Daryl Morey out of my head. All right. All right. We're, grid, go- grid, we're doing grid. Immaculate Grid Baseball Woo! since Brett is here. We're doing baseball, all right? Because I knew Brett would uh, be a helping hand with the baseball stuff. And, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> but uh, there is some Phillies in here to this week. Uh, if you guys Ooh. don't know the Immaculate Grid... It is pretty much uh, six different categories, whether it be teams or just regular categories, and you kind of have to match them up in the Immaculate Grid sense. So this week it's Brewers-Phillies, Brewers-Angels, Brewers-Pirates, and then it's um, Red Sox-Phillies, Red Sox-Angels, Red Sox-Pirates. Then for its uh, Hall of Fame, so we get a category this week, not a team. So Hall of Fame-Phillies, Hall of Fame-Angels, Hall of Fame-Pirates. And so that's our uh, the categories we have to match up, and then we, they all have to be category. The category that we have to match it up with is pretty much a player. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have to name a Philly that was on the Brewers, and or name a player that was on the Phillies and the Brewers, player on the Angels and Brewers, and so on. Where so, do you want to start? I mean, we Phils. can. We want to start with the Phillies. Left to right or right to left. So we're gonna try for rarity, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. The but main also... goal is to rare. For me, whenever I do ma- Immaculate Grid. I, I don't know, like, my brain doesn't get, like, triggered unless I see the result. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I should have yeah. known that. You I know? have a banger for Phillies Brewers. Me too. I mean, one. Do you want to go first? Sure. I mean, the are you one, doing it on your, are you typing it I on have yours? it on my thing. Okay. And I have it on my we, phone. I just what we do sometimes, don't do it early. That's the thing that you do sometimes, Doc, is you do a little early. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, I put in my, like, when I, when I yeah. think of, like, an answer, I just put it in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm I like already, oh, wait. I did that on accident. Wait, who do you Wait, wait. I won't do it. I won't do it. Don't, yeah, don't do it. We'll think of a different one. Um, we're a team. We're a team. What was the one that you thought though that you for? Put well, I didn't. I put it in Angels, Red Sox, but I'll we'll start with the Phillies. Okay. Okay. Oh. Cool. All right. Uh, That's but random. Phillies. Think of a different one for the middle. Red Sox. Um, <laughs> but also, um, for me, what I do is I usually just try and get it right <laughs> at first. Yeah. And then if we know that we have one definitely right, we can try and dive a little bit deeper and see if we can think of something. Um, that's a little bit on the rarity side. Yeah, so. we can get nasty with Phillies. Oh man, I'm, top I'm, left. I'm I'm Phillies Brewers. I've been. You want me to? Can I? Can I say? Can no, I I'll off? say mine first um, because it's the one that just immediately pops in my head, and I, it's probably the most common one. Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you guys got. Uh, no, I got Gene <laughs> Segura. Ooh, I have one. David Phelps. Okay. You I don't need, know. You need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? He, he was, was a reliever. Guy, right? He was a reliever yeah, they yeah. traded for like two or three years ago. I, th- I think that's going to be the rarity one. Might be, sub one. So, uh, yeah, it might be sub one. So might be sub one. He was so bad when he was here. Which one are you putting in, Jack? I'm going to put in Phelps. I, I'm going to put in. I'm going to put. I just want to see what Gene is. Dave, David Phelps, yep. right? Okay, cool. Wow, point four. Gene Segura was eighteen percent. I'd argue that that was. Gene Do you Segura want? Can you put in what? Um, Carlos Santana's yeah, gotcha. We'll see what that. I was. honestly forgot about. Carlos so point four percent. Good guess. Pretty good. We're off good, to a hot good, start. Yeah, really Santana hot start. was eight percent. So. Oh wow! Wow. So G was what a popular one. 
Well, what was Gene? Gene was 18. Six, 18? There do you could think have been he's, someone higher. High, yeah, there might be. We'll, we'll check at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll check at the end. end. We'll check at the end. Um, and then we'll Philly's go... Philly's Sox. Philly's Red Sox. So, mm. th- those are two There's really old teams. Oh Brandon probably... Workman. Heath Hembury. Oh. Nick Pavetta. Kyle Schwarber. Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah, I could, I could Nick... go on a whole roster. It's going to be Schwarber for sure. That's yeah. going to be the most popular uh, one. Schwarber. Pavetta is going to be like 10%. Matt Strom. Matt Strom. Oh, a good one. Strom is a good one. I forgot Strom was a Red Sox. Um... There's a lot. So, Hembry, hmm. Pavetta, Schwarber, Strom. Workman. Workman. Should we do... Hmm. Hembry's going to be, like, disgustingly low. Should we do Did Hembry? A, oh, Victorino. Mm-hmm. That's going to be He's going to be high. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. going to be high. Uh, who's, uh... Who am I thinking of? Did Ronald Darius, Darius play for no. the Red Sox? I know he played for the Yankees. I don't think so. All right, well... So, who are we thinking? Hembry? Yeah, we'll do Hembry. I'm going like, to guess Ron. I just want to see what Ron. I feel like he. I'm going to put Workman in mind. Heath Hembry? Yeah. Heath Hembry. Point 0.8. Let's okay. do Ron We're Torres on a heater. Did play we are on a heater. Right okay. Now. Philly's Hall of Fame. Point 0.8 is crazy. Heath Hembry. Is Bobby Abreu in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. No. See, is He's Robin, is Robin Roberts yeah. in the That's Hall That's what I keep fame. getting. I'm going to get confused. Wall of Because like, I feel like he's. He would be a little bit lower. Oh, I didn't even realize the categories Hall of Fame. I was like, what yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> he's from like the he's from like the <laughs> Holiday. Because Rob, no, oh, that's mm, a good one. Wait, it was he? What was he inducted? Ho- Holiday, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was because okay. he went in as both a Philly and a Blue Jay. That was like one. Oh, okay. I think that there's enough like Schmitz and like uh, Carltons that you might get a sneaky like sub twenty Holiday. I to I'm me of, like Robin Roberts because I feel, yeah like, he was such a very he was a very good pitcher. It was, but I just don't know if he Dick made Allen. It, it was like seventies. Dick Allen. He, he wasn't even no. He was not even seventies. He was like sixty. Robin Roberts, dude, that's like, yeah. <laughs> I legit think Robin Roberts is a Hall of Famer, um, just because that he was. Um, he's also in MLB The Show, and I feel like he wouldn't be relevant if he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. True. Yeah, so I don't. I don't hate that guess then. So should we? He was also like a Phillies opening day starter for like eight years in a row. We, we and were you only know that because we were doing a quiz <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I yeah think, chuck it. Out. So here's the thing: Robin Roberts from 1948 to 1966. Why would you put a weird old head in a video game? Because he's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Just randomly picked one. Exactly. Holiday so, was 14. percent Okay, that's so a spoiler. All right. Well, Robin Roberts. <laughs> so I, I was gonna put <laughs> for me. You know, he has an addiction for, to immaculate grade. <laughs> for me, I was just automatically going Robin Roberts anyway. So yeah. chuck her in. Six percent. Nice. Yeah. We're all a oh, great start. We have to have a really good start. We're at like Go a score close. of seven right now. Nice. So. Uh, so Hall of Fame, Los Angeles Angels. Oh man, that Guerrero. Is, Guerrero is definitely going to be the highest uh, one. That might be the only one. Can I just put Otani in. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking Pujols, but he's not. In, he just yeah. retired last year. Uh, Trout Fra- will be Francisco one. Rodriguez, K Rod. <laughs> I don't even think he's in, dude. Jared Question: Weaver. I don't know if you guys even know this name. I know this from MLB The Show. Percival, Troy Percival. Is uh, he? No, I don't know. You don't know? That? <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with this game. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, an Angels Hall of Fame. Dude, MLB MLB history is actually maybe the hardest. Out of every sport, yeah. there's so much of it. There's so much, yeah. So, oh, man. I mean, Vlad is. Do you want to circle back? Let's circle back. So then, there's Angels, Red Sox. Well, do we want to keep going with Angels, or do we want to go with Pirates? Any Pirates kind of category? Because uh, we've went left to right with Phillies. Pirates, pirates Brewers, McCutcheon. There's McCutcheon. There's Santana again. Santana. I put Hunter Renfro. Oh, we're doing Pirates. We can if we want. I had Hunter Renfro for Angels. Red Sox at thirteen percent, but we could probably get lower. Mm, okay. Hmm. So what, do we, what? What's the category? What's the category that we want to go with? I'll go. But we'll do Boston Angels. Boston, Boston and Angels. Like, we'll throw, like you want to start on a Renfro in there? I feel like yeah. I don't. I like. I'm not too familiar with the. Wait, did, well, I'm trying to think. Did, did one of the Boston legends play at the Angels? Because the Angels are always that team. Yeah, the retirement home. Sit <laughs> <laughs> ever. ever pitch for the Red Sox. No. Oh, that's a good that's a good guess. <laughs> um, trying to think. These these macular grits are always difficult. Um, Angels, Red Sox, Angels and Red Sox. Hopefully, the people listening have an answer, and they're just screaming, yeah, they're "This pro- guy! This guy! This guy!" So mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're disappointed. Yeah, us. pretty much. Um, Brock Holt, an Angel. Brock Holt. Rich Hill? No, Rich Angel. Rich Hill he was, was a pirate. He was a pirate. Was, was he, he a Red Sox? Hall <laughs> no, he was a Red Sox. Rich Hill was a Red Sox. Yeah. Let's, do you want to put that down for Pirates uh, and yeah. Red Sox? Let's see what it is. Rich Hill. 2000, man, he started in 2005. 19%. Wow, nice. That's pretty, that's pretty 
pretty chunky one. Was Avon Nova Pirates Brewers? <laughs> I'll try on mine. Dog, you look disappointed, bro. It's just like, it's like dog. <laughs> Where'd that come from? We're struggling. We're just getting an answer for half these, and then he just pull out a, you know. Come on, man. You got to come alive a little. I know. Bit. I know. Dude, I'm come a co-host of I'm a co-host of Tenth Inning. Dude. I will literally be out of a job tomorrow. <laughs> um, back at work. <laughs> so, Pirates Brewers. Locking in. Pirates Brewers, man. Pirates Brewers, I mean, we got the we have McCutcheon, Santana. Santana. It's going to be McCutcheon, the highest one. Yeah. Santana's going to be like 15 or something, I feel like. But is there something else that's like a sneaky pitcher that just secretly played for the Pirates for the Brewers? like <laughs> Or vice versa. Did, uh, why was I going to say Garrett Cole? I just know Garrett Cole is a sneaky <laughs> pirate. So. Should, I mean, we could go with... I feel like Santana's not a bad idea. Because I feel like Santana could also have been Phillies. I'm down to go Santana. That's yeah, good. sure. Santana. Carlos. Hold on. Uh, Carlos Santana. Uh, there's my mouse. Select. 18%. So a little That's less than Mitchell. That's not bad. Um, someone put in McCutcheon what that oh, answer you, was. I'll do it. All right. Thank God. Because I put in... Uh, Said that already. Because <laughs> I was doing it when he was doing 33. Yeah. See, okay. that's that's where that big, Look at us, bro. big chunk we're, coming from. We own we're analytics. Pittsburgh yeah. Hall of Fame. I can tell you one. Clemente. Clemente. Honus Wagner. Honus mm. Wagner. Uh, any other Hall of Famers from Pittsburgh? Oh or at least played for Pittsburgh. Man, these immaculate grids in like 10 years are going to be so easy. But right now. <laughs> yeah. Willie McCovey. Willie Mc- oh, oh, yeah, he did play for McCovey Cove. Well, that's in. Well, are you thinking McCovey Cove? Because that's in. That's in Pittsburgh. No, it's in San Francisco. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's. I think he played on the Pirates, though. Did he? I, I think don't think so. he did. I don't know. There's uh, two can I look there. it up? I'll look it up after. Okay. Um. We well, could just rip a Honus Wagner. Yeah. I think a Honus Wagner Chuck is good. Honus in there. And to be honest, I would not have known Nothing Honus wrong unless. With a little if it Honus wasn't his Wagner. card going Oh, well, I completely – I thought – I don't know why I thought McCovey Cove was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's brutal. Uh, 12%. Inning. Yeah, you're cutting. Tenth, tenth inning co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jover. Angels and Brewers. Um, wait, you said Hunter Renfro for – Red Sox. He could have also played with the Brewers. Oh, he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, this is a Renfro. Which one we would use him for? Hall of Fame, Did Tommy LaStella <laughs> – <laughs> Was Tommy LaStella a <laughs> – Brewer? I don't think so. I don't think so. Nor do I. Th- Wait, was he a Red? No, I don't think he was a Red Sox. No. Cub. Damn. Interesting. Hunter Renfro, Angels Hall. I'm gonna of put him. I'm gonna put him at <laughs> the. Uh, Wait, the we age. have not used Renfro yet. Well, you used him for the Red Sox, yeah. but I I haven't used him for uh, for anything. So I'm gonna use All him right. for uh, Angels Brewers. See what he would get. We get twenty six percent. That's a that's a lot. I was not expecting that. I think a lot of people's Angels knowledge is limited. Yeah. So what do we and have I left now? We have why. Angels, Red Sox, and Angels Hall of Fame. Angels are actually the worst team to get on here. I'm so serious. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather get really Royals, is. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, those those, those uh, uh, early like 10s. Eric Hosmer teams. days. Yeah. Oh, you know who we could have pulled for Sneaky? I think Brewers and uh, Angels. I think uh, Moustakis played for the Brewers. Yeah. Oh, he did. I, I, I still have it open. So yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah what was Mike Moustakis? Ten percent. Damn. Better than twenty six. <laughs> so what do we got? So we got Red Sox, A's, Red Sox, Red Sox and A's or Angels, and then or uh, Angels, yeah, Red Sox <laughs> and then uh, Hall of Fame Angels. At this point, Hall of Fame Angels is uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Put in. Was Bronson a Royal, an Angel, and a Red Sox? I already used mine on Renfro. Mm. Did you check it? Do you want me to check it? No, don't check. I thought you did check it. I, nah, was like, I, I was, thought you were about to. I was like typing in random names. I, I saw you type, and I was like, mm, oh. I'm trying to look at this Hall of Fame Angels. Bronson Arroyo. Oh, I just realized I'm out of guesses because I guessed. Uh, I tried to see if uh, the one we had earlier no. that I was that I was see. Oh, Ronald Torres. I wanted to see if Ronald Torres was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, a, was a Red Sox uh, Philly. Bronson Arroyo was, was not. not a should we just so for Angel. since we're just stuck, I just want to put a name down. Yeah. Do we want to just put Vlad for the Angels? Yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then and then Renfro for Vladimir. Or no, did you guys use Renfro? He used Renfro on Angels Uh-oh. Brewers. Twenty one percent. Oh, that's that's solid. not bad. Okay. We'll so there's it. a there's one we're missing. So, uh oh. <laughs> what's uh what's Red Sox Angels now without Hunter Renfro? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> kind of picked the hardest one to. Yeah, why do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, that had to be a relief pitcher, man. Did Hosmer play for the Wait, Angels? Oh, my gosh. All right, so guess who's listening? Who? Justin. Locke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's at Dave Winfield for Angels Hall of Fame. Right. Oh, my bro has bro, bro has the knowledge of, I don't know, he just studies the co- the cards that he collected when he was little, and he just knows so many names. But Kurt just... Suzuki? No, not Red Sox. Sorry. Was he, though? No, he, think I'm so. thinking Nationals. No. Mm. Man, this is tough. Is J Lock here? J Lock, if you're listening, please come to us. We need, we need yeah, some help come, with the Angels and the, the Angels studio. uh Red Sox. If you can't, obviously no big deal. But um scream or at life. least or if you can't join <laughs> Colin. us te- Call it. Yeah, text us to s- what Brewers Angels would be because right now we are oh completely stuck. Or no no Red Sox Angels, right? It's Red Sox Angels. Red what Sox was I saying? Angels. Brewers Angels. You said Brewers. Uh, I meant Angels. Uh, Dude, so many B's, so many A's. He just said Bartolo Cologne. Bartolo Cologne. Oh man. I think he's right. Yeah, he, yeah I think he is. Think he Should we put down Bartolo? Yeah. Bart. See what it is. If Justin's wrong, he's banned from the I'm going to be so stages. disappointed. He's not banned. He is not banned. Let's Shout go. out Justin. All right. Justin kind of saved us a little bit. Um, all right. Popular answers. Oh, my gosh. Um, Brewers, Phillies, McCutcheon. Brewers, Pirates, McCutcheon. Brewers, Angels was Hunter Renfro. Papel, oh, my gosh. Papelbon was Pirates – or not Pirates. Phillies and um, – Red Sox, Schmidt, Hall of Fame Phillies, Nolan Ryan, Hall of Fame for the Angels, John Lackey for I Angels promise you, I was about Red to Sox. say John Lackey. You're going to think I'm like joking. I promise you. <laughs> Roberto Clemente for Hall of Fame Pirates, and then Jason Bay also played for the Red Sox. I did not know that. I knew he played yeah. for the Pirates, but I didn't know he played for the Red Sox. But Look, most answers was our, our Phillies score, Red Sox. Our score was... 109. Not That's bad. That's really good. That's pretty good. I mean, the max you can get is a 900. Win, a win is a win. <laughs> yeah, a win is a win. So. Ian Kinsler, Angels, Red Sox. It's always when, this, when it's over. You, <laughs> yeah. know, you, you, you know the nasty <laughs> exactly. ones. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Offsides. We covered a lot today. We talked about MLB playoffs, NBA drama, and then we did the Immaculate Grid afterwards. For Jack Miller, Aiden Doc, and Brett Miller. Again, I'm Jack Miller, your host for this Wednesday edition of Offsides, and I hope you have you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Have a great rest of your night. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m., for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.